Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup. This is your host for the day, Pam Marvin. And I'm very excited to welcome my guest today and friend, Deacon Frank Ashley. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Pam. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm thankful that our paths kind of crossed for other areas and this came up and uh, to have us talk about Advent today. We're going to talk about uh, a fresh way to look at Advent um, after this morning, uh, first part of the segment. But uh, with this first part of the segment, I want to talk about it a little bit. Actually, because um, we'll have you here, I would like for you to start us in prayer uh, to call the Holy Spirit to just be with us and our listeners. I'd love to. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with gracious hearts, thanking you for the many blessings that you give us. We ask that you continue blessing us and our families. We ask you to bless this radio that goes out to so many Catholics out there. We ask you to help us remember that we're about to celebrate just a great event, the birth of Christ, our Savior. And let us never forget those out there who have gone away from the church, uh, who have never found Christ. Uh, May this Christmas be a special season for them to bring them back to your Son. We ask this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm ready now. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, I wanted to start off this first segment reflecting on one of my very favorite saints. I don't know if you have a top five. I have a, have a list of about top five saints that um, I feel like their spirituality really speaks to me profoundly. Yeah. And you and I kind of have one of them in common a little bit. Yes, we do. And his feast day was this past December 14th, St. John of the Cross. Yes. And why do you love him? I know I love him, but why do you love him? Well, when I was going through formation, as a deacon, I had a spiritual advisor uh, who happens to be uh, a bishop now. It's mm-hmm. Mike Sis. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came to him one day and I told him that I was really struggling with my spirituality. And he turned around, grabbed a book off of his shelf, and it was called The Practice of the Presence of Christ by none other. John on the Cross. And I read that book and it just totally changed my life, Mm. totally changed my life. Mm. And I've used it uh, for retreats that I've led as a deacon. And uh, it's a very short read, but it's just, it's this whole concept of, you know, people wear the bracelets. What would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we could say, well, you know, that's Jesus though. You know, I'm just a normal (laughs) human being, you know, of course he would do this. But then- St. John the Cross mentions, okay, if you actually practice the presence of Christ, what would you do if Christ is just right there present Mm. in the room? And it just brings a totally different perspective. It really does. Well, I would say the the book that um, led me to get to know the heart of John the Cross more was a wonderful book called Seeking the Beloved. Um, by Wayne Simsick. 
Now, in this book, um, he's a retreat. Uh, Wayne Simsick is a retreat master who gives many retreats on the spirituality of John of the Cross, and he kind of he kind of breaks it down and makes it more understandable. So I, I kind of need that. It's like I have all you smart people like Thaddeus, you know, <laughs> read it and then just come and give it give it back to me. Just give me give me the fruits of it, you know, after you can uh, digest it a little bit. Good morning, Thaddeus. By the way. Mm, nice to see you. I'm not sure your mic is on, but morning, there you Pam. go. There it is. <laughs> it's good to not see you. Not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott's always giving us a little humility in there sometimes. But yeah, St. John of the Cross, um, I think part of the reason that, I, that I've really enjoyed his spirituality as well is because of, um, as his saint name would imply, of the cross, he went through some... Really, he was dark night of the soul, you know, and to really break that down and see how he grew um, closer to God during his trials and sufferings, which we all need to um, learn how to process better, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Because that those things that purify us lead us closer to God. You know, something interesting I learned about St. John of the Cross this year is that he is actually the national poet of Spain. He is the poet wow. of, of Spain. And uh, he, he, is, he continues to be celebrated in Spanish culture and within the, the Spanish-speaking uh, world for just his literary craft, his, his, uh, the quality of his writing. I think he did write some uh, verse as well, but he, he's, one of the, he's another one of those kind of Catholic uh, artists or intellectuals who is rena- world-renowned even outside of mm. the Catholic sphere or, or beyond people of faith uh, mm-hmm. who has shaped Western civilization, wow. has shaped our culture. Yeah, uh, so true. Well, you never know. Maybe Deacon Frank will end up going on a taking a pilgrimage for St. John of the Cross someday. <laughs> but I, I you love have, those pilgrimages. I know. And you were just telling me off air about one that's brewing um, as what your potential, one of your next ones. And I really wanted to Hey, before we have you do that, Pam, yeah, sure. can you introduce Deacon Frank to, to our listeners again? Yes. Because our listeners in Waco didn't hear the very first part of the show. We had a little bit of a, of a silence issue there. We had a little technical breakdown there, gotcha. but we're back on the air in Waco. Gotcha. So today my guest is Deacon Frank Ashley. He currently serves the the parish of St. Thomas Aquinas. And how long have you been a deacon now? Uh, 13 years. Wow. Right. 13 years. So I've had the the blessing of getting to hear your homilies too. Um, And and once again, it's not me. It's just, I'm just a vessel. Well, the two of us um, were just talking, you know, other parish type um, apostolates that we work on, and this came up uh, for us to have him back on the show. I love getting to talk with Deacon Frankie and I. We have we kind of share real heart and the talkativeness, and um, kind of we love to share books too, like we we're just talking about because we really like yeah. kind of the same stuff. And so when um, I asked you about doing the Advent, you were all over it, and I was like, "Thank you so much," because we want to give it kind of this. <laughs> After the break, we're going to talk about a fresh look at Advent because I think we all need to dive deeper into the season of Advent because these seasons in the church are so beautiful, and I think we don't always understand why we have them that way. But that's for after the break. 
Uh, but back to, I also want to say that you're listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley and KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas. Also KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. You can call us at 85LoveRedC, 855-683-7332 if you have a, a question about Advent or just in general um, for Deacon Frank Ashley or myself. We'd be so happy to talk to you. Or you can also um, reach out to us in other ways too. So that being said, let's get back to that that pilgrimage that's brewing. Okay. Well, uh, this March I'll be taking my third group on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, mm. which I'm, I'm just totally excited about. Two weeks ago, uh, we only had half the amount of people that we needed, and in one week it filled up. So the, unfortunately, the trip is uh, full right now. But but I'm also in the process of planning a, a trip this summer uh, to go see the Passion Play in Germany. Mm. Uh, tiny village in Germany every 10 years has a celebration of the Passion Play where the people that live there actually grow out their beards, their hair, and everything like this, and they act out the Passion Play. So it's a live action. It is Do a live. Do they actually crucify somebody? Uh, I'm not going to go there right now. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go there. Right um, so how did you find out about this? I mean, I had never heard about it until you mentioned one of the pari- One of the parishioners that went on one of the original pilgrimages said, you know, Frank, we've done this before. Why don't we plan on doing this? And it, uh, this was two years ago, and it's only 10 years, every 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the next one is in 2020. But they've been doing this since the 1700s. Wow. seventeen. But there's a reason why they've been doing it this long, right? There was a plague that affected the village, and they prayed, and they uh, feel like a miracle occurred, and they promised that every 10 years they would reenact the Passion Play. Wow. Beautiful. You're really evangelizing that part of the world yes, as well. Yes, they are. So I'm going to probably start advertising that in January. Awesome. Well, as we're traveling through the globe with the Holy Land and— uh, there to Germany. Now we're going to go over to Rome a little bit. Um, Thaddeus, I, I was well, just When so are we excited. going to Rome, Pam? We're going to Rome. <laughs> and, and, hey, I do this in my dreams very often. I visit there. Had some friends that got to go to Rome um, recently and sent me some amazing footage of relics from the cross. Oh, it's just so awesome. And I'm so thankful to them for sharing that with me. But you had another way to visit Rome that you just watched a movie you'd like to share with the listeners as a, as a potential um, family movie night during these holiday seasons. So I really, I love those little tips. And so if, if Thaddeus has watched a movie, listen up because it's not very often. So <laughs> please tell us about the movie that you, you're um, recommending. Last night, I uh, stumbled across a film from 1952, black and white film. It's called When in Rome. And it is, uh, it's basically, it's, it's a drama, but it has some, lots of light moments and it's kind of a, uh, it's a buddy film. It's also a case of mistaken identity film and it's set in Rome in the holy year of 1950. And it, it stars uh, Van Johnson, who was quite a well-known actor of that time as a Catholic priest coming over from America on that, to make that pilgrimage. And he encounters a crook and a con man who's fleeing the United States uh, on the ship that's carrying them over to Italy. 
and they they end up rooming together. They become friends, and then um, you see their friendship develop, and it turns out that this con man is a fallen away Catholic, and he comes back to faith, and the priest has a sort of a crisis of um, conscience about what are his obligations to justice, what are his obligations to charity and mercy, and to try to get this man to repent and, and to be sorry for what he's done. Um, and then there's just all sorts of, there's just Catholic culture and belief scattered all throughout the film, and it's, and it's all done with great reverence and love for the faith, and it's, um, I was crying at cer- certain points mm. because wow. it was presented so beautifully. And um, there's, I just highly, highly recommend you, you watch it and uh, gather your family around to watch it. It's again, When in Rome, it's available on Turner Classic Movies. You can watch it at any time if you use your cable subscription to log into their um, Watch TCM site, and you can, you can check it out or, or get it on DVD. Mm, yeah. When in Rome. Yeah. yeah, I was looking to see if I could download it on Prime. Didn't find it there, but we'll see. That's, about, that's about two there. minutes. Yeah. I got two more minutes in this segment, and we got to go to break. Yeah. So instead of going to Rome, we have to go to break in two minutes. Sorry, two Pam. Minutes. Yeah. Okay. So where else are we going to travel to in our in our thoughts? Well, let's come back and talk about. Uh, let's come back to the Brazos Valley in Central Texas and mention that tonight, December eighteenth at six p.m. at St. Thomas Aquinas, there is a penance service in English and Spanish, and then tomorrow, December nineteenth, there is a penance service at ten a.m. at Christ the Good Shepherd Chapel in Bryan, and then again at six p.m. Then we go down to uh, Central Texas. There is one last penance service there, Thursday, December 19th at 5 p.m., St. Mary Church of the Assumption in West. And those are your last area-wide penance services uh, before mm. we celebrate the great feast of the Nativity of our Lord. Right. And, you know, after the break, we're going to talk about, you know, why do we have penance services during the season of Advent? You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the seasons of the church uh, with a focus on the season of Advent, too. So so stay tuned after that, too. Um, is there anything else going on, Thaddeus, that we want to talk about? It's like after uh, we did. Oh, by the way, I want to give a, a plug for tuning in on New Year's Day uh, to listen. Oh, yeah. to Yeah. We recorded this week um, a looking back at 2019 with all the hosts of Red Sea oh, Roundup. That we, ought to be good. we did have a delightful time. <laughs> Actually, you came up. Uh, you're mentioned in that show, so you should listen Ooh, in. That's scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of the show that you did on Perseverance with me the year before. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember Because um, it was, that's definitely was a theme kind of, I thought it was very fascinating. I, I want to plug it because uh, it was really, it was fun to be with the other other hosts to to really share, you know, as, as, as uh, Thaddeus said, kind of pull the curtain back about what's kind of behind the scenes, share our hearts, why we do what we do. Um, so tune in on New Year's Day and listen to the um, Red Sea Radio. So we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup on KEDC 88.5, K 
KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. We welcome any phone calls if you're out there and have questions for my guest today is uh, Deacon Frank Ashley. And you can call us at 85LOVERADC, 855-683-7332. We are talking, or our topic today is going to be a fresh look, a new look, or a different perspective on the season of Advent. So with that word, we're going to focus on the seasons of the church and talk about this season that is Advent. I, I was talking uh, yesterday with someone about how beautiful the Catholic Church is to have these seasons and how each time we come around to a season of the church, it is another time of contemplation on something new. So let's start with the season of Advent. And why do we wear, you know, it is like more of a a lighter purple in Advent than it is for Lent. So in my, my girly head, I'm like... Man, that purple's too purple, priest. You picked up the wrong one <laughs> for, for his vestment. So, well, you know, I as as we were speaking earlier, I told you about an aha moment I had this past weekend. Uh, I uh, well, really, uh, a week ago, I had to go on a retreat. I went on a silent retreat and uh, got up at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, made my coffee and went and sit on the porch uh, and complete. Darkness. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there just enjoying the silence, drinking my coffee. About a half an hour later, I look in the sky, and the sky had turned this beautiful rose color, just like the vestments that were worn this past Sunday for Godalte Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I had an aha moment right then. I mean, all these years of, of noticing that, you know, the vestments change during Advent. They put on this rose or, as I call it, this pink color or whatever. Why are they? I, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, I thought to myself, that sky is so beautiful. And really what it's doing, it's giving me the signal that just in a little bit, this darkness is going to be broken by the brightness of the sun. And, and all of a sudden, I just thought, that's why we do it. Because this world is in total darkness. Mm. Total darkness. But then the birth of Christ, the Savior, the sun, the light of the world. And it's, it, I mean, I just, I didn't, I almost cried there. But all these years, I've never really thought about that. Mm. And really, and the church gives us all these seasons to remind us Mm -hmm. of why we're here. Right. And the great gift that God gave us. So good. So why why do we have um, the penance services during the season of Advent as well? You know, we were talking about that before the break, those that are available, and it's customary during Lent and Advent. But why Advent, Deacon Frank? Why do you we know, do one, that? You know, one thing I, I, I mentioned this past weekend is that, you know, as Christians and as Catholics, we know, we know what the reason for the season is. But, you know, a lot of times 
we've got friends, we've got family members that that have no idea or that had an idea, but they forgot it and they don't care about it anymore. And, you know, sometimes we lose our faith. Mm. These seasons are perfect time for us to reignite that flame that we have inside of us mm. for God, for Christ. And one way we can do that is by coming to a penance service and say, listen, I know that I haven't been perfect. I know that I, I, I know that whatever, however, I know that you're there for me. I know that you care for me. I know that you want me back. And I'm willing to say, I'm sorry for the things that mm-hmm. I've done. Please, I look at it like this. You know, for those of us who've married, guys, we say things, and as soon as we say it, we wish we could grab it and stick it back in our mouth. <laughs> it happens all the time. For everyone. But the most important thing in a relationship is to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I hurt you. Mm. And that's what we're doing when we go to penance service. We're telling God, I'm sorry that I hurt you. So not sorry for that, but I'm sorry that I hurt you because I know you love me. You want to do, you, you want to give me blessings. I'm sorry that I did that. Mm, so true. Yeah. You know, and just kind of thinking about the ebb and flow of the different seasons within the church and, and Advent with, uh, is it is obviously what we all know that preparation for the birth of Christ but I, um, I, I was very fortunate to get to watch a video that Father Mike Schmitz did about it, and and he really started to relate it also to just um, preparing to see God, yeah. right? And you can see how um, the season of Advent is a preparation time. Uh, like some people have called it, kind of a Lent light. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you know what I have always thought. And I have always heard is you can't look at the wood of the manger without seeing the wood of the cross. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing right there. Yeah, it's it's great that Christ came and we celebrate his birth and we celebrate his birthday every year. But we have to understand why he came. And that's that's I mean, when you look at the because he was in a manger, a wooden manger, and he died on the wooden cross. Mm. So I think we, we, and it's nice to see that nice picture of the baby sitting there and everything, but we have to understand, yes, but I'll never forget what you did for me. And I think that's so important for us to look at that wood of that manger and see the wood of the cross, because that's that's the big one. Right now, I'm, you've actually been to that site too, right? Of the uh, Holy Land of yes. of Bethlehem, and it's 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 good to remember the the, the humble, just the humility yeah. in which our Lord came into the world. Um, and tell me what your experience was when you you went to that area of Bethlehem, and and it, what is the name of the the church where the Church of the Nativity? The Church of the Nativity. Well, see, it's you know it's. You know, I, 
you know, I've I've gone on a lot of different trips. You know, I and and every it seems to me every time I go on I go on business trips, but when I go on my pilgrimage or church trips, it it just really impacts my life. Uh, years ago, I went on a mission trip to Guatemala, and 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 I think back to that trip, and I still cry mm. thinking about being in Guatemala, going on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And seeing the places where Jesus walked, where se- several miracles took place, going to Golgotha, I mean, and especially having mass there. Mm. I mean, I break in the t- I can't. It's hard for me to talk, to, 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 to be there and give a homily there. I mean, being, having mass uh, at the first station of the station of the crosses. It's just, uh, it's, you know, and, and, and to tell someone we're about to walk the exact same path that Jesus walked mm-hmm. carrying the cross is I, I, the, the way I explain it is when I was a kid, I, me and a buddy went to the grand Canyon and on the way to the grand Canyon, we kept telling, well, what do you think it's going to be? And everybody, yeah, well, it's breathtaking. But you don't know what breathtaking is until you actually stand on the edge and you go, that's what a trip to the Holy Land is. Mm. And so the Church of the Nativity, um, is there like any replicas of the mangers or anything like that? No, I mean, really, it's, and and really, when we think about, it was a cave. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's where they kept the animals. It's sort of like a cave, but um, but the altar is is right at the opening of the cave. They have an altar there. Well, that humility. I think I'm always very very much so struck um, when praying the rosary and praying that um, mystery and the nativity of our Lord. I often really like to reflect on the, the the pure poverty and humility in which He entered the world that way. You know, trying to lead us in that way and, and contemplating that, I think also during Lent, or excuse me, Advent, I'm getting yeah. confused now, <laughs> but during, during Advent, um, with the Lent light, my attitude personally really is one of, um, choosing the lesser kind of rolling everything back, try to be, I've actually increased a little more fasting during this time as well. Um, because I feel like it helps me to enter in more purely to the season to to welcome our Lord um, in a new way. Um, I think also I really just love the Father Mike Schmitz with the memento mori. You yeah. know, um, what if you are to meet your Maker on the twenty fifth? How would you be different? That's wow. a different way to look at it. Wow, that. <laughs> You know, it's it's the whole it's the whole concept of as Christians, because no one knows the time or hour. We should live every day mm-hmm. like it's like we're going to meet Jesus tomorrow. I mean, just 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 think, yeah, you know, and 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 we're human. You know, we do things. We're driving down the street, and someone cuts us off, and we, <laughs> you know, it, we're humans. It happens to us. Um, but you know, it, it once again, how would you act if Jesus was right there, sitting in your car with you? 
Would you respond the exact same way? Mm. Would you respond the exact same way? The Probably pro- not. No. We'd pro- like to think so, but that's such a great way to look at it. And maybe to exercise that more during this season of Advent. You know, uh, and, and, and when you look at the lives of the saints, you look, I mean, as humans, I, we question ourselves. Could could we have done As a deacon, I question myself. I think of uh, Stephen, mm. the first deacon who was martyred. You know, I, Frank, could you do that? <laughs> could you actually do that? I, w- I would hope to think that I could. You know, I would I would be able to defend my faith like that to death. But it's, I mean, it's something like that can only come through prayer. And it's your relationship that you have with God. Yes. And th- this season really is one of entering in more thoughtfully. I mean, I don't know. I, I struggle with the busyness of the season because the actual... Advent season is usually with trying to get prepared for Christmas traditionally. So I've uh, personally made it a goal to um, not look like the world, you know, (laughs) I think as Catholics uh, and embracing our faith more beautifully, we can't look like the world, whatever that means. And um, so being too consumed with the consumerism or the gift giving and things like that is, is, I don't think necessarily where we should be. We should be contemplating, again, um, meeting Jesus, being right with him um, through going to confession regularly and just really, you know, the examination of conscience as a season of, of Advent. Well, you know, that's, that's, I think that's the beauty of the Catholic Church. Once again, we, don't, we, we have all these reminders during the year during liturgical year, mm-hmm. to remind us, I mean, the baptism of Christ. We have, you know, the con- conception. Well, I mean, w- these are all reminders to mm-hmm. us. And that's what I love about our faith. Because, as I said, we we have these times when, you know, faith sort of wanders in or out, but then something comes up and it go, oh, oh, mm-hmm. that is the reason why I do. Right. You know, I, as you're mentioning that about faith, I was very struck by a homily that Father Greg Earhart gave. Oh, gosh, it's the sometime this year. I couldn't <laughs> tell you exactly. Um, but it was such a great homily. And I never looked at faith. You know, I've, I've always heard, oh, faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. Why? Yes. The Father Greg challenged that to say that faith is a verb. It is something that you do, much like yeah. love. It is an action of faith. So I think that that is a good thing to contemplate during this season of Advent as well. It's like, um, how is my faith? What am I doing? Um, what is the action that I am sp- doing that exhibits my faith? Um, obviously, going to Mass on Sundays, daily yeah. Mass is your schedule and time permits, drawing closer to the sacraments of confession. Uh, what does your prayer and adoration look like? All those kind of things. I think this season of Advent is such a great time to to really look at that and, and turn to the Father in prayer to ask, where do you want me? Yeah, and I think you can also increase your faith too. I mean, certain things happen in life that, I mean, just like certain things can happen that can neg- negatively affect it, Some certain things can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one person... Uh, one situation, let's say a death in the family, 
it could positively affect it for another person it could negatively affect it it's it but it's it's something that you you work on it's sort of like prayer mm. you know i tell people that your prayer life can grow hopefully you're still not doing now lay me down to sleep <laughs> hopefully you're at the point where you know and 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 you know a lot of people say i have problems with praying mm. i have problems with praying Praying is so simple. Praying is just you talking to God. You don't have to talk to anyone else. Now, as a deacon, it's a little bit different because you got to do it publicly. But as uh, as a person, it's just you speaking to God. Just you speaking to God, and and you know, just thanking Him for what He's doing for you, asking Him to. To, to keep blessing you, mm. praying for others, praying for others. People don't realize how the power of prayer, it is just so powerful. Absolutely. Well, I want to remind our listeners, I am uh, talking to, my guest today is Deacon Frank Ashley, and you are listening to us on uh, Red Sea Radio, Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. And if you'd like to, please call us at 85 Lud Red Sea, 855-683-7332. If you'd like to ask questions or just chime in with some of your favorite uh, Advent reflections. So we're reflecting on a fresh way to look at Advent today, um, one of which is entering into prayer. So I, I like this theme of kind of really reevaluating what our prayer is like. So uh, I love that you mentioned that, you know, I hope you're still not doing it. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> because, you know, honestly, though, as I started to really formulate how I was going to be praying on a regular basis, um, you know, with praying with scripture, praying my rosary. Well, after doing that for several years, I felt God was calling me to something more and different. And, and, that was new to me, you know, like, well, why, why do I not feel the fruit I had felt before? Um, he was calling me to more Lecto Divina, Lectio Divina. Am I saying that incorrectly? I always that sounds that. good to me. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I think it's Lexio Divina. Lexio. I thought I was off a little bit. Yeah. So. You work on your Latin. My professor. That's how I I've heard other people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, I see. So. And he's not referring I'm to just, me. I'm just imitating them. Yes. Okay, of course. I, I really want to learn Latin, though, by the way. I just I really have that. Anyway. So Me too. Yeah. So in prayer, I hope that during this season of Advent that you will you'll go to Jesus and, and you'll really contemplate how he's calling you to pray. Um, in maybe in the coming year of 2020, um, I, I have this favorite saying that, you know, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got, right? Which is always a call for us to ever be moving forward, ever be going deeper. So um, also with that, you know, just ask Jesus um, a gift, a spiritual gift that you would like from him. Uh, you know, he loves it when we pray big and ask for big things. So what is a holy desire that you have? Um, I love to think about that is to ask the baby Jesus uh, for a spiritual gift at Christmas time. So I've got a great gift. Oh, please. I got I got to get a great. I think that, I mean, Christmas is what, a week and a half? 
A week. A week. Wow. A week. A week from today. Wow. Yeah. Well, between now and Christmas. Okay. Pray that you could have the strength and courage to go and ask one person that you know that sort of walked away mm. if they would go to Mass with you mm. on Christmas. Just go on Christmas. If, and just, just say, hey, listen, if you go Christmas and you never want to go again, that's between you and God. Beautiful. But as a family or as a friend, I would really love for you to go with me. Right. And it, 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 it takes a lot of courage to do that because they may tell you whatever. Mm-hmm. But within the next week, just pray for the strength and courage to be able to just go to one person mm. and ask if they would go with you. Right. Well, you know what? I think one of my, my request um, for Jesus for Christmas would, um, you know, I don't know if it's for myself or for others, you know, but the my holy desire is, especially as a mother of, of adult children, um, that they would grow in love of the sacraments and the goodness that is the Catholic church. Cause you know, we're, we're in a tough climate in the Catholic church. It's so tough. My, my, um, my son, who's awesome. I, I, you know, I really, I kind of like you, Thomas. Anyway, he, uh, <laughs> kind of like you, Thomas. Yeah, I like him a lot. <laughs> uh, but we were having a very good reflection and, you know, one of the best ways that we can evangelize our fa- family and friends, I was just telling him that to become the best, most sincere Catholic that we can be, you know, the reason I am in the Catholic church now as a convert is that the Catholic church has the most tools through the sacraments and sacramentals as well to have a growth in holiness to come. What does that mean to me? That means growing closer to Christ to try and imitate him and his goodness and his purity and his love and that supernatural love. And so uh, my my Christmas wish is that I can be a better Catholic. You know, Lord, show <laughs> me those areas that I need to increase in virtue, um, in prudence and temperance, especially we could all use temperance around yeah. the holidays, right? The, the virtue of temperance through eating and drinking and so <laughs> forth, right? So yeah, I like that. What do you, what do you think, Thaddeus? Have you given a little bit of ruminating thought on what good gifts you would like to ask Jesus for for Christmas for you during this Advent season, and a gift to growth and holiness? If there was one area you think oh, I want the gift of supernatural love, supernatural faith, wow. I don't know. Um, I've spent a lot of time this Advent pondering and and uh, praying about the second coming mm-hmm. and my own death and trying to, so I think just continuing to ask for the virtue of hope and the, the hope that I'm going to be with the, the saints when they go marching in and to keep that supernatural perspective and that, um, you know that to not to not have my horizons on the uh the here and now mm. but to and to not and to not see my 
to not see my faith as a a cultural marker, to not see it as a uh, a battering ram in the cultural culture war, uh, yeah. to not see it as a do-gooder society, but to see it as a a religion and an avenue to salvation, and then that's what it's it's about. It's my it's my salvation and the salvation of my wife and the salvation of my children, yeah. and those around me, and keep to keep that that um, heavenly perspective, that supernatural perspective first mm-hmm. and to let that guide and order all my other concerns and worries and hopes priorities right another phrase that i've um, really been contemplating this last few months too that kind of goes into the uh the little memento mori remember your death aspect of uh christmas is um work out your own salvation with fear and trembling Mm-hmm. There's something in that phrase that recollects me to the here and the now and what's ultimately very important. Because just kind of echoing what uh, Thaddeus is saying, that if we're working out our own salvation and drawing closer to Christ uh, according to our station and, and you know, as a mother and a wife and you guys as, as husbands and fathers— that we work that out, that truly is an example for um, those that are in our care. And and that's what's so important. I, I just feel that we, people should be able to look at us and say, there's something different about mm. you. I notice you've got this inner peace. Mm. What, 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 what? What gives, you know, even when times are bad, you've got this inner peace. What is it? What is it? And that way I don't have to go and stand on the street corners and preach. They see something in me and they say, I don't know what it is you've got, but I want that. Mm-hmm. How do I get that? And that just opens the door for us. Right. Well, so during this season of Advent, I think that's a really great point of reflection, too, is, again, we want to be that light, yes. that sunrise. We want that, to be that rose right. color um, of a dawn <clears throat> and to stand out. I mean, I am just beating this drum a lot lately of that we cannot look like the world yeah. during this Christmas season or the rest of the year. And part of that is looking different, um, joyful. I yeah. love... I was very convicted by um, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta when she said, it's one of my personal favorites I've taken to heart as a point of contemplation in living my life, is that joy is the net in which we catch souls. Yeah. So how is your joy today is one of the questions I ask myself. You know, what is squelching my joy? I usually have a sin wrapped up in that. So how is my joy and so I really challenge our listeners during this Advent season is that uh, how do you increase joy? Or, you know, joyful, joyful, we adore these yeah. coming up really soon. Yeah. Um, because I believe that joy is very different from happiness. That joy in of itself is, is from our Heavenly Father, from the Blessed Trinity, that is the, there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. it. It just emits from who we are because 
we know who we are in Christ. We are the cherished. We are the beloved children of God. And when you start to really contemplate and understand that, we would burst with joy. That that's that's your joy right there. Uh, you know, once again, thinking about <laughs> this past weekend, um, I had the I had the the opportunity, really the privilege, to preach at all the masses this past weekend. And I, I started each mass by just screaming out to the top of my voice, rejoice. <laughs> and people just looked at me funny. <laughs> I mean, they just looked at me real funny. What's going on right here? And then I screamed out. I mean, the church was dead quiet. <laughs> you shocked them. <laughs> I shocked them. And it worked in all the masses. Too. <laughs> and then the second thing I said, I screamed, howdy. And everybody responded, howdy. (laughs) And I said, okay, that's just wrong. (laughs) I said, as Christians, we should rejoice. I said, especially today and this season right now, we're rejoicing because our Savior's coming into the world. And they said, wow, I never really thought about it. Hallelujah. I never thought about it. And then after the homily, I said, amen. And everybody screamed back, amen. And I go like, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. But it's, I mean, you're right. The joy, we should rejoice because of the joy of our Savior coming mm-hmm. into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, t- I told a story, this uh, story too, about uh, Tom Sawyer and uh, Mark Twain book about Becky and Tom getting lost in a cave and they lost a little candle and the candle started going out and they started panicking because they were lost, but they saw a small pinprick of light. and They were able to get out. And I said, you know, we have these candles in our life, maybe power, maybe fame, maybe fortune, maybe our job, whatever. But then when the candle goes out, our faith sort of wanes away. But if we keep our keep our faith in that one true light, Christ, we never have to worry about anything. Mm. And the thing about it is, you and I, us three guys sitting around here, and everyone out there listening. I mean, you're listening because you are that pinprick of light that could lead someone to the eternal light, mm. which is Christ our Savior. And isn't that what we're called to? That's Our baptismal and confirmation calls is to... You're anointed as priest, prophet, mm, and king. Mm. So it's not just father and deacon's responsibility. That's right. Say, um, Deacon Frank, we're talking with Deacon Frank Ashley, who is currently serving at St. Thomas Aquinas in College Station. To go back to your suggestion, your kind of your challenge, that in the next week we invite someone that we know to come to Mass with us on Christmas... Um, any, any advice on maybe how to do that, the right approach, the, maybe the right words to say, I'm sure a lot of people are here, you know, feel that flutter in their heart of, I, I know who that is and I want to do that, but gosh, I don't even know where to start or, or how. I, I, I think you approach, and I, and I've got somebody in my life I need to do the exact same thing too. So it's not just me telling other individuals to do this. But I, I, what I'm planning on doing is planning on saying that, you know, first of all, I just want to let you know that I've been praying for you a lot. 
and I've been praying for myself. And I've prayed for God to give me the strength to come and talk to mm. you about this. And if you, you know, it's, it's just totally up to you. I'd, I'd just really like to invite you to go to Mass with me on Christmas. Mm. If you don't want to go, it's, it's up to you. But I, I just want to let you know I've, pr- I've prayed about this. And if you, I'm not saying you have to keep going. But would you go for me this one time? Yeah. But I, I, I think if you, if you tell someone you've been, you've been praying, first of all, for the strength, it's not like I just got this wild idea to do it. Mm-hmm. But I have actually prayed to God and asked God to give me the strength and the courage to just invite you back. Mm. And that's, that's what I would do. That's good. That's really good. You know, as you're saying that too, um, it, it, I have a, a couple that I am really praying for, for them to return to the sacraments on a regular basis. And as you're saying that, you know, I don't think I've ever told her them, Hey, you know, I'm really been praying for you to return to the sacraments. You know, I've really been praying for that. It, I mean, I pray every day for that and I don't, think that they're aware of that. So I, just having the courage people, to tell pe- That's so important for, see, we, I think a lot of people don't have the courage to tell someone I've been praying for you. Mm. Why? Why is that? Why is that? I mean, if someone tells me, when someone tells me, Deacon Frank, you know, I've been praying for you, well, that's a big amen for them. I, I just feel so good knowing that some, and it's not just me, the whole church is praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I think that as Catholics, as Christians, we need to be more open to people and let them know that. It's, it's, are you embarrassed to tell someone I'm praying for you? You, you know, no. Let's, let's, I want to explore this just a little bit with the time that we do have left because I feel like I'm on a tightrope of if I push too hard, they're going to go the opposite no. direction. But then there's the other that if I don't say anything or do anything, I, I am culpable um, to God for not not entering into it. So I think that's why this is so so difficult um, when we love these people. I mean, you say I love you, I'm concerned for your soul, and this is why I, yeah. I you know. But you know, in this culture, like, oh, well, that's your truth, it's not my truth. Yeah. I don't think I need to go to mass, and you know, God loves me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I I I I I think that when you say. I love you, and I'm praying for you. That's it right there. I think when you say, I think you go one step a little too far, we say, I'm praying for your soul. Because I think you're saying that you're going to go to hell if you don't go back. <laughs> you don't listen to that, no. Yeah, yeah. But say, listen, I'm praying for you because I love you. And, I mean, what can someone say to that? Stop praying for me. Don't pray for me. No, no. Most of the time, people. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll respond. Say, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If they're really sincere, they'll say, "I can use all the prayers." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. want to pass my yeah. way for sure. I, I've said that to some people, and they just break down and cry because there's more going on that that I didn't know. Right. Well, so just are the person that you're thinking of are these fallen away Catholics or are they people that just are just not people of faith? One's a fallen away Catholic. 
that. And I and I just read, oh, geez, I just read a great book uh, during my retreat on grief. Mm. And it talks it talked about how so many people fall away from church because of grief. And grief could be so many different things. But um, I, I think I want to send this person this book. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. One of the things that, you know, I, I, every time I go and visit the person I'm thinking of, yeah. um, I pray a lot, Lord, give me the words because I don't yes. have the courage. Give me the words. And I, I want to just tell you something that came out of my mouth last time that was not premeditated. So I'm pretty sure it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I looked at her and said, honey, do you ever miss the sacraments? Do you ever miss? Because I know that. Oh, yeah. I just would be horrified not to receive. I mean, yeah. like this week in this flux of the Advent season, our schedules are not as they sh- as they have been in the past. Uh, I'm not getting to my daily mass routine, yeah. so we're kind of slipping out of that routine, and I really miss it. So, yeah, that's that's also a great um, question to ask yeah. this person too. Do you ever miss the sacraments? You know, I, it, it's like me when I travel. Uh, you know, I've got the app, you know, Mass. <laughs> so no matter Absolutely. where, no matter where I am, I can find a Mass someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, because I, not going to to Mass on a Sunday, not ha- I, I just I just feel like I'm empty. And I know everyone doesn't right. feel that way. And I know some people out there probably say, oh, yeah, you're a deacon, you're religious. Well, let me challenge him to say that this could be your your Christmas gift from Jesus. Help me to desire the Mass like Deacon Deacon Frank does yeah. or those people who do not, um, who, who want to seek it. You know, I desire it so much more frequently. It is my spiritual food yeah. and I feel hungry. <laughs> I feel hungry you know, when I'm not receiving the sacrament. Who who couldn't who could sit at a children's mass and hear those beautiful voices, angel voices singing mm-hmm. and not be touched. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it's just for sure. So with this last like two and a half minutes we have toward the end of the show, I want to kind of just um wrap it up for them a fresh look at advent so of the things that we've talked about today what is some of your favorite takeaways about a, a fresh way to look at it each time well i you know as i said this is definitely a fresh look for me with the gadate the fact that for the first time i realize that the rose symbolize this bright light coming mm-hmm. into the world and i think we have to look for things like that you know, it's it's not like, well, Advent again, I got to do this. Lent coming in, I got to figure out what I'm going to give it. But every year, look for something fresh, a fresh idea mm-hmm. to look at it. Right. And for me, I loved, again, I, this was stolen from Father Mike Schmitz uh, with Ascension Presents, to look forward to the coming of Christ when I meet him face to face. See, he's coming on December 25th yeah. in a new way as a baby. Uh, but he will come to me in my life at the end of my life and to really reflect on, have I served you well, Lord? You know, and, and to reflect during Advent on, have I served you well? Am I prepared to welcome the baby Jesus when he comes to me on December 25th? You know, I think that is such a great point yeah. of contemplation. Um, again, using the season of, of Advent and the, um, the confession, going to yeah. confession during this time, and and regularly, I love the sacrament itself. I mean, I think that 
most people you know, sin sufficiently within a month to go to confession. Yeah. So encourage that. And do something different. You know, get a good book to read mm. on the season. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the movie. I mean, just do something different. There's so many resources out there. So, so many. many. Yes. And I know I was talking about keeping that eternal perspective, but I think I would turn around and say, if you've, if you've had a good Advent, then I think once Christmas Day arrives, be, be gratuitous, be magnanimous. I mean, you know, take, relish the, the gifts that you, that you gave, relish the gifts that you receive, relish that, that glass of wine that you drink or that, that cocktail that you have at, at dinner and, and relish the, the, the rich foods that you eat and, and keep that going through the octave of Christmas and, you know, give your, keep giving your kids some, some surprise gifts that they weren't expecting during the eight days and, you know, let them do some things that they don't normally get to do and let yourself get to do some things that, right that you don't normally get to do, um, that you've been holding yourself back on. So really just be gratuitous and be magnanimous and, and share that that joy of the, the Christ child coming. Right. We actually, we don't actually get to do all 12 days, but celebrating the 12 days of Christmas by doing something a little extra wow. each day, like going to get ice cream or going to look <laughs> at Christmas lights or going to a movie. It's, it's just so very fun. But as we're winding down, I want to thank you so much for joining us today to have this fresh look at Advent, Deacon Frank Ashley. And so would you close out the show today giving us a blessing? Okay. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in peace, glorifying the Lord by our life. Thank you.